Let's do it mightily. He's a worthy God. Brother Godair, what a great man of God. And, uh, and uh, if it wasn't for Brother Godair, I don't know where I would be. And uh, things that, that he did by the direction of the Holy Ghost didn't even realize what he was doing, but uh, probably helped save me in a lot of, way, lot of ways. And I appreciate that so much. Appreciate my bishop being up here with me, Brother Puckett. And uh, I heard a story about this fox that was walking down the road, started walking beside this great big high rock, and the sun was shining on him. It cast a shadow on that rock. The old fox said, look how big I am. He said, well, I'm bigger than the lion. Who does that lion think he is? When he got past the rock, the old lion roared out against him. And while he was devouring the fox, the fox thought to himself, I should have paid more attention to the facts. <laughs> Brother Puckett has been a great pastor to me. It's kept me reminded of the facts that without God, I'm nothing. And without a man of God in my life, I'm nothing. And then I appreciate my wife being here, my mother-in-law, Sister Puckett and Sister Tiller being here. And uh, I preached for a man here a while back. And uh, very, very conservative. And, and he called me up the day I was supposed to preach for him. He said, uh, he said, Brother Tucker, I got two questions for you. I said, yeah. He said, you have a television? I said, no. Never. I ain't had a TV since Brother Puckett came to Carrollton 30-some years ago. Oh, that's good. That's good. He said, and he made me say, he said, uh, is the woman you're living with your, your only wife, first wife? I said, Yeah. So when I got in the pulpit that night, I thought, you know what, this is going to be fun. <laughs> and those folks were just looking at me real straight. And I told them what, what their pastor had done. And they was all just clapping and carrying on. I said, but I forgot to tell you about those girlfriends I had on the side. It took about a five seconds to get any kind of response at all out of that. <laughs> Sister Tiller says that if I was Solomon, I'd be blind. And the other 600 and some 
concubines and wives would be blind too. <laughs> Praise God. If you would uh, go with me tonight to the book of Mark chapter 4. Pray the Lord will help us tonight. Carried a heavy burden. The last uh, two weeks, week and a half. And um, just want God to help us and touch us tonight. Mark chapter 4. All the friends, great preachers, and Brother McKillop, family, uh, Brother Marler, Brother Spell. Good to see Brother Stuart Carey. I don't know where he's at. God bless him. I seen him a while ago. God bless him. Good friends. Brother Wilmoth, God bless him. Brother Kenny Govere, just on and on. Good friends. Verse 35, in the same day when the even was come, he saith unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him. And say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the, way, and the wind ceased and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said, un, said one to another, What manner of man is this? that even the wind and the sea obey him. My subject tonight, as long as he is with me. As long as he is with me. Won't you, if you would, put your Bibles down and lift your hands to the Lord. Won't you lift your voice? Are you glad to be apostolic tonight? has great confidence in his church. He's not afraid to put his church in the midst of a world to reach and to evangelize the world. Not afraid. He's not afraid to transition his church at any time. Not afraid. And this is one of those times when 
Jesus is transitioning his people. And he is transitioning them to the other side. And on the other side, there's going to be a demoniac that's going to be delivered. It seemed like a great, great move of God was on the other side of this transition. He transitioned them and moved them, took them from one stage to another, from one level to another, at the close of a day, when the time was running out of a day, he closed out, he gave them a transitional demand and command at the end of a so-called dispensation, if you please. Jesus is telling us, telling his disciples, I want you to go to the other side. Transition is for reasons. God transitions people so that they can get over some things that they have fought with. I think God is calling us to get over some bitterness. I think God's calling some of us to get over some hurt. I think God is calling some of us to get over some fear and some confusion and some depression and some oppression and suppression. I think God's calling us to get over a lot of things that have accumulated in our lives that have hindered the will of God in our life. He said, I want you to pass over to the other side. At the close of a day, light's going out, and I want you to move now. I want you to move when the enemy least expects you to move. I'm going to transition you when the devil feels like he's already locked you up. I'm going to heal you when the devil feels like there's no healing to be had. I'm going to bring deliverance in your life when the devil feels like he'd already bound you up and God already forgot about you. God said, I'm going to show the devil he's not in charge, but I'm in charge. I want to tell somebody here tonight, it's never too late to get your deliverance. And it's never too late to get your miracle. And it's never too late to have a fresh encounter with God. It's never too late to be in the perfect will of God. Call them to go to the other side. It's time to get over it. Time to get over it. Bitterness will lock us up. Rejection will mess you up. There's more divorce going on than we can ever, we can ever count. Unbelievable spirits attacking families. People facing rejection, abuse, child abuse, spouse abuse. Your past has creeped up on you. you. Come back to haunt you. It's like a shadow that overcomes you every once in a while. Man, you may be going, if you're a pastor here tonight, you may be going through a church split or have gone through a church split that wounded your spirit, took the fight right out of you. Took the battle right out of you. Man, when we lose the love of the battle, we've lost the war. You can't lose your love for the battle. There's some things still worth fighting for. There's some things that are still worth fighting for. You may have lost 40, but what about the other 100? Come on, somebody help me. Pastor, you've got to get your chin up. God's calling you to the other side. The other side of hurt is healing. The other side of depression is joy. 
I'm telling you, I want to get to the other side. The other side of the world is heaven. I want to get to the other side. God transitions you. He takes you from one level to another. Takes you from one level to another. It's not a change of doctrine. It's not a change of truth. It's not a change of holiness. But it is a change of attitude. It's a strategic change in your life. So God can get you in the perfect will of God. So God can get the most out of your life. So God can conquer more devils out of your walk with him. You know, I don't think the Lord just stands by and watches us live for him every day. I think he feels like we're soldiers in a battle here. And he strategically puts us in positions where we can bring damage to the powers of hell. Hey, it's not just patty cake for Jesus. Every time we come into the presence of God, there's a war going on. You got to fight to get through the crust of the day. You got to fight to get through the worldliness you face. You got to fight to get through the problems you've gone through. I'm telling you, but once you fight through it, it's going to be worth it all. It's going to be worth it all. The Old Testament church, Israel, was always in transition. When the cloud moved, they moved. They packed up the tents and moved. God was always transitioning that Old Testament church. When the fire began to burn, man, Israel packed up. It was time to move. God ain't waiting on nobody. He's calling us to go on to the other side. He's telling us, I want you to move from here to there. Hey, can I just help us just a little bit tonight? And I'm preaching to myself. But God don't want a stagnant church. If you stagnate, you'll die. You've got to keep moving. There's got to be a move in you. Man, you may feel like you've lost every ounce of air in your body. But if you can just wiggle a finger or twitch an ear, let the devil know you're still alive. Church is always on the move. Church is moving. Church is not stationary. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Hell is stationary. Hell is stagnant. But the church is moving. The gates of hell shall not prevail. A stationary hell cannot prevail against a moving church. Some people feel like we overemphasize praise and worship. That's not true. As I found out through pastoring through the years that if people can move in worship and praise, they can go through all kinds of hell. But as long as they can keep their praise on, as long as they can move a hand. Some of you know what I'm talking about. You've been there. You didn't feel like it, but you did it anyway. That's called the sacrifice of praise. When you don't feel like it, you're going to do it anyway. Not because you feel like it, but because God's worthy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
And in the midst of transition, the storm comes. Hell brings a storm. When God begins to move his church, don't think it's going to be an easy transition. No, all hell's going to break loose. When you're going to the will of God, hell's going to break loose. When you're in the midst of a transition that's going to edify the church and edify the king and edify the kingdom, hell's going to fight you with storms. We call them storms. I call them trials of faith. Because your storm is going to define who you are. Don't tell me you're an apostolic one God Jesus name. Tongue talking holy living child of God. If the first storm that comes up you're going to fold up somewhere. No sir. A child of God knows how to endure the storm. the storm called Eurocladin. The angel said, if you abide in the ship, you can be saved. There were some men that tried to cut down the safety boats, alternative plans of salvation. And Paul said, you better cut the ropes. You better get rid of the alternative plans of salvation. If you plan on making it and stay in this boat, this boat's going to go through some storms, friend. This church is going to go through some situations. But there ain't no alternatives that I want to trust my soul to. It's time we cut the ropes. There ain't no other message than Acts 2.38. There ain't but one God and His name is Jesus. There ain't but one way of baptism. And that's in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. And there ain't one way to live for God. And that's with holiness. cause you to either jump in an alternative my 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 you want to know why people are leaving apostolic Pentecostalism and going into charismatic movements and into the emerging church and all that garbage it's because they're not sold out to the truth a little storm has arose a little worldly cloud has come over and they feel like, hey, I just don't want to ride it out in this big ship. So I'm going to get in this safety boat. I've got an alternative plan. I want you to know a man thinks he stands. But when he does, he's going to fall. I'm going to hold on to the message of the word. I'm going to hold on to my elders. Hey, young preacher, you better hold on to the man of God. You better hold on. It ain't time for you to listen to the counsel of young men. You better listen to the out. The test of faith. The Bible said the trial of your faith being much more precious than gold that perisheth. Though it be tried with fire, might be found under praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. What we go through is a test of our faith. Every storm that arises is a test of our faith. It's going to define who we are and what we believe. 
You can tell and define every good sailor by when he gets in the middle of a storm in the ocean on what he's willing to throw overboard the ship to keep it afloat. I'm not willing to throw aside holiness. I'm not willing to throw aside the name. I wish somebody'd help me tonight. This ship's going to float. You don't have to throw anything. This ship's going to float. Don't let the storm steal your victory. I heard of, our faith's going to be tested a lot. Years ago, me and Brother Puckett went to Florence, Kentucky, and there was a man that had started a church there. I can't remember his name, but it was his last service. And Brother Howard Moran was preaching that service. And the man was leaving. And he was uh, turning, throwing in the towel and giving up the church and closing the doors. And Brother Mar Moran was preaching. And he said, you know what? He said, a lady came into my church the other day, had her hand all bandaged up. And Brother Moran said, I looked at her and I said, honey, I said, did you break your hand? And she said, oh, no, pastor. She said, I just strained it. I can still move it. I just strained my hand. He looked at that pastor that was leaving. He said, brother, let me tell you something. Your faith ain't broken. It may be strained a little bit. But there's still some movement in that hand. He said, don't. My, 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 my. Your faith is going to be strained. But don't you ever think your faith can be broken. Not if you just hold on. Do you know some of you are one step away from the greatest miracle that God's ever going to give you? Do you know you're one step away? Pastor, my faith is broken. I can't go on. Oh, yeah, you can. Hold on a little while longer. Hold on a little while longer. My faith is broken. I just don't understand what God's putting me through. Hold on a little while longer. Just hold on a little while longer. As long as he's with you, you can make it. storm. You called us over here. You're in the middle of a storm, God, but you called us over here. But we're in the middle of a storm. <laughs> and now, he's in the bottom of that ship sleeping. There's no voice of authority. <laughs> There's no voice of authority. And they begin to question whether or not God even cares. I had a teacher that we had won to God a few years ago. And that she was going through a situation with her little girl. A tra traumatic situation. And uh, she said to me one day, Pastor, tears in her eyes and she was all broken up. She said, if God would just speak to me. She said, and give me some peace. I can endure anything if he can just speak to me. If he can just speak. And no doubt these these disciples felt the same way. God, if you'll just speak. And when they called him up, they asked him, don't you even care, Lord? Don't you even care that we perish? 
Number one, when you're in the will of God, you are not going to perish. You are not going to perish when you're in the will of God. Number two, when you're in the midst of a storm and you don't hear God's voice, we must learn to fellowship God's silence. He speaks with authority. And the sun comes out and the moon appears. He speaks with authority. And eyes open up and deaf ears are open. And the lame begin to walk and the dead come out of graves. When he speaks with authority. But there's times when God don't speak. They ask him, don't you care? We want you to come and deal with this storm. The Bible said one day he walked out on them. Troubled waters, stormy waters come around the ship where his disciples were. And the Bible said he would have passed them by. Every storm you go through is not the will of God for him to stop it. Come and stop this storm. We got to learn to fellowship in silence. And it's the silence of God that drives us crazy. But I want you to know tonight that these disciples, they were looking for an act of authority for him to come and speak. And he eventually did come and speak peace. Calmed them, but he rebuked them for their unbelief. Because there's a time when you can acknowledge his presence, but not acknowledge his faithfulness. I think this little story in the Bible was put here, not just to let us know that he's the sovereign of the world. And he can stop every disease and every sickness and every storm. But maybe just to let us know. There's something you need to hold on to a lot stronger and a lot deeper than just my authority. And that's my faithfulness. As long as he's with me. You don't have to speak. It's as long as he's with me. He don't have to tell me it's going to be all right. He don't have to say, be thou healed. I know a lot of good saints that died with cancer, but they died with victory because they said, you know what? Even though he don't speak with authority, I still got a hold of his faithfulness. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. And as long as he's with me, be okay.
preaching to some preachers and wives here tonight. You've been going through situations in your life and I felt it for the last week, the burden of it. Tears in my eyes are heartbroken. I want you to know tonight you've not heard his voice. Me put you in the will of God. You're in your transition and you're wondering where are you God? I've not heard you speak. I've not heard you say it's okay. I've not heard you tell me it's going to be all right. And God wants me to tell you, hey, he may not be speaking, but he's still in the boat. That's what you need to recognize. He never said a word, but he's still in the boat. He ain't going nowhere, folks. He ain't going nowhere. He's just wanting you to trust his faithfulness. If I don't hear him, I know he's there. Hey, Pastor, it ain't time for you to die in your depression. It's time for you to recognize the ever-abiding presence of God working in your life. Some people stand amazed at his authority, but I stand amazed tonight at his faithfulness. I have a witness here. Do I have a witness here? I can't tell you God is going to speak, but I can't tell you He's never going to leave you nor forsake you, but He'll be with you to the end. and say peace be still and stop every situation and stifle the cancer and stop the storm but I can't tell you he's still in the boat I can't tell you that life ain't going to throw you a curve I can't tell you that everything's going to be hunky-dory. I can't tell you that it's going to be just fine. And every day's going to be full of joy and shouting and glee. I can't tell you that. But I can tell you, when all hell breaks loose, and when the clouds of despair come over, I can tell you that God is still in the boat. I want to shout over his authority. Let him say peace be still. Let him say be thou healed. But when he don't, I'm going to celebrate his faithfulness. When you don't hear his voice, that takes away your shout. When you don't hear his voice, that takes away your joy. When you don't hear his voice, that takes away your dance. But it should not. Because when you're not hearing his voice, that's when you need to take hold of his faithfulness. And Trouble. He is not going to leave us. 
I know when you was going through all that sickness last year, I know you wondered where that voice was. Why ain't you speaking healing? Why ain't you talking to me, God? But I'm going to tell you what you learned through all that. When God wouldn't talk, I learned he's faithful. I've gone through situations and I wonder, God, just speak to me. Like that teacher in my church. If he'd just speak to me, I'd have some peace, Pastor. And you know what? I didn't know what to tell her. But you know, if I could say something to her today, I'd say, baby, let me tell you, he may not be talking, but he's still there. He's still faithful. He'll never leave you. He'll never leave you. Oh, what kind of faith is this? That he don't have to talk for me to believe as long as I know he's there. Hey, Pastor, you go on and get in that pulpit Sunday morning. You don't think you've heard a word from God. You just go on and preach. He's still there. Go on and preach. He's still there. God did not tell us He would deliver us from everything. He that endureth to the end, the same shall be saved. Some things he'll never deliver us from. He expects us to endure. But if you can endure, if you can endure, I don't feel like giving it up. I just want, I want I hope I can encourage somebody. Hey, brother, you're going to hurt. Everybody hurts. Everybody's going to go through pain. People are going to say things. Churches are going to do crazy things. But don't throw in the towel. Don't give up. Don't wallow in despair. No, no, no. If God walked away from you, I can understand despair. If God wasn't there, I can understand you throwing in the towel. But there's not a devil in hell that can make him leave you. And I tell you, he's an eternal God. He's not just in your past. And he's not just in your present. He's also already in your future. God said, told Moses, I will be with thee. I'll not fail thee. I'll not forsake thee. Moses turns around and tells Joshua, God said he will be with thee. He'll not fail thee, nor will he forsake thee. God tells Joshua, I will be with thee. I'll not fail thee, nor will I forsake thee. David tells Solomon, God said he will be with thee. He'll not fail thee, nor will he forsake thee. God's telling this congregation, he said, I will be with thee, I'll not fail thee, nor will I forsake thee. He's telling the young people, he'll be with thee, he'll not fail thee, he'll not forsake thee. He's telling every grandma and every mama, he'll not fail thee, he'll not forsake thee, but he'll be with thee. You need to get a hold of that. God's trying to let us know tonight, he's here.
Everybody goes through paralyzing situations. Everybody. We may come out of our house and out of our office, and we may be smiling like everything's all right, but deep down we've gone through some battles. Folks, I bear in my body the marks. We all go through it. We all go through it. One day when I was evangelizing years ago, we had a situation come up in our, in our lives, me and, in me and my wife. And I sat in a rocking chair, in a reclining rocking chair, for three hours staring at the wall, just rocking back and forth, thinking, what in the world is going on? Couldn't move, just paralyzed. I didn't think, I didn't even know anybody was in the house. To this day, I, don't, I didn't know anybody was in the house. But somebody somewhere put us a cassette tape in the, uh, in, the, in the tape player. And that song came on. Keep believing in what you know is true. Keep believing. You know the Lord's going to see you through when troubles rise in your life. And you don't know what to do. Just keep on believing. Man, I got up out of that chair. I went to the church and began to pray. And God said, it's going to be all right. I had to go through the silence of God. I had to get a hold of the faithfulness of God before I could hear the voice of God. I got a word. You got to keep on believing. He's still there. Everything's going to be all right, brother. Conversation be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. You know what he's saying? Don't worry about getting a hold of everything in life. All you need is Jesus. If I could just, if I could just hear his voice, she said. But oh, if you could take hold of his faith. As long as he is with me, I can endure the storm. Years ago in Reynoldsburg, I didn't realize my Hispanic people were going through something. We had about 80 Hispanic people in our church. And I uh, didn't realize they were going through a situation. And uh, they were fearful. A lot of fear. And uh, I studied all day Friday and all day Saturday trying to get the mind of God for that Sunday morning service. Couldn't get nothing. There was nothing coming from God. And I uh, lay down Saturday night to go to bed. And I thought, you know, I'm just going to go to sleep. I'll get up early. Get up 4.30, 5 o'clock. Go down to church. Pray and seek God. And when I laid down, I took my Bible with me. And I just opened the Bible to read. When I opened it, the first thing I read, he said, a bow in the sky. He said, a bow in the sky. And the Lord said, I want you to tell my people in the morning, their storms will not destroy them. I had 80 Hispanic people run to the altar that morning. Almost after I just announced the title. And they realized once again that God is with them. I can endure the storm. 
as long as he's with me, I can endure hurt. Yeah. As long as he's with me, I can endure pain. As long as he's with me, I may cry a little bit, but everything will be all right. As long as he's with me, I may hurt a little bit, but I'll be all right. As long as he's with me, I can endure ridicule. As long as he's with me, I can endure humiliation. As long as he's with me, I can endure life's troubles. As long as he's with me, I can endure frustration. As long as he's with me, I can endure life's tragedies. Just keep believing. He's with you. Never leave you. Never fail you. Never forsake you. He is with me. He is with me. How many in this place tonight's ever been wounded? And how many in this place tonight's ever gone through the anxiety and the depression and the worry? Heads hanging down. Don't know what to do. Don't know how to get out of this situation. All I got to tell you is he's still here. He's with me. I can't give you no other answers than that. He's still with me. He's not going nowhere. Brother and sister, he's not going nowhere. But I tell you what I found out. My storms are not to steal my joy. My storms are not to steal my victory. My storms are not to steal my smile. My storms are not to steal that step in my feet and that dance in my feet. No, because in his presence, there's fullness of joy. I can dance in the storm. I can praise him in the storm. dance in the storm because it's not God's voice I had to hear. It's his faithfulness I held on to. I can learn to shout in the storm. Moms and dads, brothers and sisters, let me tell you something. We have, we have so disregarded the power of the dance. The dance is the emblem of joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord. With joy shall I draw water. Out of the wells of salvation. I've seen people that's got the Holy Ghost. Been through a couple of storms and lost their shout. Then I've seen ladies and people in the church living for God for over 60 years. And every time they come through a storm. It don't take away their shout. It adds something to it. That's the trial of my faith. Much more precious than gold. I believe he's still here, and as long as he's here, I'm going to have joy. I'm going to have joy unspeakable and full of glory. As long as he's here, I'll be all right. I'm not afraid of going through what I'm going through. As long as I can hold on to his faithfulness. Why don't we lift up our voice and lift up our hands?
dear mama. Go on, dear daddy. You've been fighting with situations in your family. Our government's going crazy. You don't, God only knows what's going to happen in the next few days or years to come. But I want you to know something. In the midst of that kind of a storm, he's still faithful. In the midst of worldliness, he's still faithful. God ain't going to go nowhere. The world ain't going to drive him out. The devil ain't going to run God out. The devil ain't going to overpower God. He's still in control. And God don't even have to say a word. You don't know what's going on with your children. <laughs> Storms coming into that family. I think it's time you just need to make up your mind. In his presence there's fullness of joy. God ain't going nowhere. He's still here. That ought to put a dance in your feet and a shout in your mouth. That ought to put a wave in your hand. An aggression. An aggression. An aggression. I feel like we're in a battle tonight. Some of you are in a battle tonight. I'm going to dance my way through this storm. I'm going to shout my way through this storm. I'm going to wave my way through this storm. But I'm not going to leave here with depression in my spirit. And I'm not going to leave here with doubt in my heart. Oh, lift up your head, O oh, ye gates. Be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors. And the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. Say you're on the verge of a miracle. Tell them, say you're on the verge of a miracle. Tell them like you mean it. Speak it out like you mean it. you in the midst of your miracle. Lift up your head.
Come on, evangelist. I know you're going through some stuff. You can't let everybody see your hurts and pains, and I understand that. I've been there. But I just want you to know God knows your stuff. God knows. And he may not be talking right now, but you just hold on to his faithfulness. Preachers' wives go through some unbelievable things. Unbelievable. Things that nobody understands. And a lot of times it's the voice of God they depend on. But when God ain't speaking, you just got to remember he's still there. And when his authority ain't being sounding out, it's his faithfulness I'm going to celebrate. Can you lift your hands to him right now? Won't you lift your voices? Transition. I don't like moving from comfort to, to discomfort. You know what I found out about living for God? I'm just a puppet on his string. Steps of a good man. Order the Lord. I just pray I qualify to be a good man. But he takes me places I wouldn't have thought he would have took. He leads me in things. And I question, I said, what in the world? What did you do, Ron? Tell him. And then when I look back, I realize that was a God thing. That just moved me as a puppet on the street. Brothers and sisters, I didn't get in the church to be my own Lord. Everybody wants a Savior. But very few people want him to be their Lord. He becomes the dictator of your life. I didn't get in this thing for no other reason but for the fact I was making a mess out of my own life. And when I got in it, I felt the strings of a mighty God. 
One more time. I don't know how to end it. I've been fighting for a week to know how to end it. Every time I pray, it ended just like it just ended. But I do know one thing. I do know one thing. Wherever he leads. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I will follow. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. As long as he's with me. I'll let you go. I'll let you do your own thing. Go ahead. Moses said, oh, no, God. If you don't go, we don't go. As long as he's with me. Won't you lift your hands one more time to him? I wish somebody would just receive what God wants you to have right now. Yeah, Jesus. Come on, let's receive that. With joy, I'm going to receive it. You know, I feel like there's some healing virtue in this house. I just feel like there's some healing virtue. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. The Bobo Sanda Lomoni at the Nana Moto Sanda Lana Mana. into a prayer room. Let's everybody pray. Preachers, wives, saints, young people, let's all talk to God tonight. Let's all talk to God tonight. Let God talk to us.